0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to season three of Hyper Talks. We are five students from Hyper Island doing the digital data strategy program who have taken over this amazing podcast from the formal digital business students. For this new season, you can expect us to continue to explore the digital industry and topics within it. Also, we would like to give a big thanks to Beppo Studios, which is where we record our episodes. I'm Debbie, and today I'll be your host. And together with me, I have my co-host, Ebba. Hi. And today the topic we'll approach is women and the tech scenery. And with us, we have Budil Sidian, who is head of communication at Uber Scandinavia. Hi, Budil. Hi. Um, We'll have more time to introduce yourself. But before that, we should maybe do a check-in. Would you explain it, Abba Yeah, a check-in is a tool that we
1: use a lot at Hyper Island. And it's basically to start off a day or a meeting. And the purpose is to everyone, like, to get into the mood together. So we're on the same page and just, like, kick off a project. And it can be done in several different ways. But since we're going to talk about women, uh, I would like to ask if you have any female role model.
2: Always when I get asked, uh, uh, like, questions about role models, I think it's hard to pick one mm. because I try to, like, find qualities or, like, size or perspectives or experiences uh, from different kinds of people, mostly women. I try to pick women. Yes. Because, I mean, it's also that, like, that everyone should be so perfect and the role models. I think it's that it's more, like, realistic to pick, like, different different perspectives and sides. And also, I think it's, like... Uh, you don't have to pick a role model that is 20 years older than you are. So, for example, I think Sora Larsson is an awesome role model. I agree. And she, yeah, and she's a bit younger than I am. Uh, but I also have my grandmother as a role model because she's always, like, so nice and kind and she's also an amazing chef. So I think it's, it's it really depends. And if you're, like, struggling on a meeting or if you have a tough day, I think it's nice to just try to pick that side or perspective or specific woman and just try to get inspired from that.
1: Yeah, so it's mostly qualities yeah, or like so. yeah. inspirational you're looking for.
2: And I like kind people. I get a lot like inspiration from that.
1: Yeah, I can relate. Like um, I thought about a person. Her name is Nancy Silverton and she is a chef.
2: So as Ooh. you said,
1: your grandmother is a good chef. She inspires me because she's in a very male dominated profession, I think. And there's an episode on Netflix about her. In the Shift, yeah painful. exactly yeah um, and she is extremely passionate about the things she do she's like almost obsessed about it but she's also very humble she's so inspiring yeah. to me yeah. and I think she has a lot of qualities that I would like to
0: bring on in in my life nice how about you Debbie uh, mine is Sheryl Sandberg uh, often people look at Mark Zuckerberg when they think about Facebook <laughs> and she's actually the CEO of Facebook and an amazing author and all her talks and she's very inspiring and she pushes a lot of women and young girls like to go after and give them good tips and she really proves her value. And so I think she's
2: very, very inspiring. That is also a good point, because like when you talk about tech, and I guess we're coming to that, but you're talking about often like the CEOs and funders and the uh, chairmans. But I mean, like a COO is like a super heavy role. Yeah, yeah. And I think you can look just a bit on the side in the executive teams and find those kind of people to get inspired from. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. Super
0: cool. There's so many women out there to be inspired by. It like is. It's really nice to talk about them. So Budo, so why don't we start talking a little bit about you?
2: Maybe your background, your education, where you were before Uber. Oh, I was born in Örnsköldsvik, which mm-hmm. is uh, 550 kilometers north of yeah. uh, Stockholm, you know. Uh, but I came to Stockholm to study and I also have a background in politics uh, for about 10 years. So mm. I've been in the national party board for the moderate party and also been press secretary for ministers and the party leader. So I... Uh, 10 years uh, in my my backpack uh, from politics. But uh, I joined Uber one and a half years ago. And that was when I just had left politics uh, for different reasons. And it's kind of cool, actually, because you would expect that it's totally different, you know, going from politics to tech. But I would say there are a lot of similarities because both can be quite controversial, but they also very, like, passionate and, in like, in the forefront of driving change. So I think you can do even more working, like, in a company if you want to change the world. And that sounds very much like Miss Universe uh, <laughs> <laughs> expression, but, no, no, no. Uh, but uh, I really believe in that. So that has really, like, opened my eyes a bit. Nice. Yeah
1: so how come you went with uber like how did you end up from
2: politics to the tech scene Um uh, i left the moderate because of the migration policy i'm very much like pro migration and very much like against the sweden democrats um but i think it was about like the vision because uber's vision is super clear around like how to get more people into fewer cars and like Cut down congestion, pollution, how you can make sure that not only like the rich people can get around town with with a cab, but actually serving more like underserved areas. So I think the vision is very clear and very good. And also the like millions of drivers that get extra money from working on the platform. I think that is really exciting. And that was what made Uber stand out from Other tech companies, I think, for me at least.
0: You work with a lot of different people and it's cool to work in a big company because of that. Is there any projects that you thought were challenging or you think it's cool to share, to
2: inspire us? One thing we do that I think is really cool is that we have like a global initiative uh, called Women of Uber which is actually like a cool group uh, where we can like uh, empower each other, support each other, learn from each other. And not only like, you know, a coffee club, but focusing on those really hardcore stuff like growth, uh, rhetoric, how you present stuff. But also like how do you negotiate your wage? I mean, those kind of really like practical stuff. Uh, we also have, like, a group uh, in Sweden that is, like, the local uh, women of Uber, which a colleague of mine started. So we've had, like, Bad Feldman, if you know who that is. That's, uh, like, a rhetoric guru who came and we had a breakfast meeting. Uh, we've also had, like, lunches to, like, exchange ideas and really create, like, a safe space where you can discuss these kind of issues. And I think that's a really good initiative, especially if you're fewer women than men to really like not compete against each other but rather like support each other especially looking at like Swedish industries I think it's very common especially historically that the male CEOs or leaders within the companies picked like a younger guy which they really like mentored took care of and really like gave a lot of feedback and energy and that has been quite systematic Like, informally, but still quite formally. And that I don't think we've had uh, as, like, young women. And I think if we could set that up and really try to think and create those structures, we could gain a lot, I think. Could you give us any tips to how to start one of these Mm. groups, maybe? I think just, I mean, just start. And it doesn't have to be, like, a big project where you have this amazing plan. But just, like... Start with, like, a coffee if, you're like, the wage negotiation is coming up. And just, like, hi, hey, I wanted to chat. I think it's a bit of nervous to talk with the boss. And I just wanted to, like, exchange a couple of tips. Or just uh, if you have, like, a really tricky task, just grab a female colleague and jam about it in a room for, like, five to ten minutes. I think it's really cool to do those really, like, hardcore stuff. Uh, And I really think it's, I mean, it's amazing what's been happening around like, uh, like empower women and, you know, all those kind of more like soft projects that is also really important. But I think it's also important to collaborate around those really hard values around like growth strategies, how you handle a meeting and how you can improve, I don't know, your English or anything. Uh, So I think it's important to like be the nerd. Yeah, sometimes I think Mark Zuckerberg said that sometimes that uh, his grandmother said like you to her uh, granddaughters like you should you should marry uh, the nerd. But he yeah. said like you, you should be the nerd. Yeah,
1: I agree with that.
2: But um, I
1: think it's hard sometimes within now I'm only studying, but like with the tech and all the, the practical things that it's still like people have this thought that male are better in tech things. Like sometimes when I'm only with guys and there's like an issue with a computer and they ask each other and I'm like, hey, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm the tech girl. Like, why don't you ask me? And then I think it's so hard to be like, should I express that I feel offended or should I just walk in there and be like i can fix it i'm like i'm not sure how to approach it always Mm. when i'm in that that tech scenery
2: i think you should be like positive but confident i think that's really important because i discussed this with my boyfriend before i came here like hi why is it like that why is it like that uh, women get less funding why is it that uh, fewer women start their own company and he said like i think it's because like Guys are getting told from like really young age that, like, go get that, and you're so good at that, and you're so strong, and hey, you. Uh, but women might be more encouraged for, like, oh, you, your hair looks nice, or you've your handing, handwriting is such pretty, or so. So, I think really try to boost those qualities. Uh, not saying we should become like like exact copies, but I think. You don't have to be like the best person to do it just because you're so confident, like the guys are. But it's tricky, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. Because you get so pissed also. (laughs) That's so true. And then I don't even want to help them because I'm like, no, you should ask for my help in that case. (laughs) You don't deserve it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm a bit curious about the women of Uber. Mm -hmm initiative
2: mm. is it worldwide or it is worldwide uh we have a new ceo maybe mm-hmm. you've seen that uh, and he joined this fall and uh, we just launched like new cultural values which i think is really important to like shape the culture um because uh, that also reflects like who wants to become like a new Bur, as we call the new ubers Culture is so important in how like millennials and our generations like identify ourselves with like the workplace. Uh, So we have like new cultural values. Uh, My favorite is uh, always do the right thing, like period, which I think is a really good thing. Speaking of like role models and being kind and so. And as like a part of all this like cultural work we're doing at Uber, uh, they launched this women of Uber uh, initiative, which, which is uh, a global initiative, uh, and we also have a new chief brand officer, uh, who came from Apple, which is like she's so cool, Basama Saint Sh- John's, uh, she's called. I think she's called like super boss or something <laughs> <laughs> at Instagram. You should check her out. I can I can look that up later, uh, but I think. That really helps because she's had these like global sessions with us where she likes really inspire and like show that she as a role model and chief brand officer can really like do this. And that is really like encouraging. Uh, So I think it's also cool with this Women of Uber initiative because it is globally. But as I mentioned, we have a local filial in Stockholm and that also helps us to like work uh, and support women in like the local context that is needed we for example in sweden we might have different challenges than you have in denmark or in france or in china Uh, so i think uh, that really helps to make it as local and as concrete as possible and it was kind of fun because when we had one of our sessions uh like these breakfast meetings where we met with all the uh, women in the office we actually had a couple of guys like asking can we join? This seems really cool. <laughs> and we were like, sure, sure, you can join. Uh So I think it's good working with these like issues either way, like how you how you behave, how you work with your self development, how you approach people, and those kind of stuff. I can only see benefits from it.
0: Yeah, it's cool, and right? Yeah, hopefully, like more places will do the same thing, and yeah. more uh, work industries can. Adapt that yeah. human resources out there, pay yeah. attention to this.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. cool, and I think you can do it. I mean, e- either if you study at Hyper Island or myself, I am a part of the board of, of a association called Maktsalongen, uh, which is supporting like uh, uh, young females within the civil society. Nice. So it could be like sports, it could be politics, unions, I mean, everything. Uh, and we talk about that, like typical. Uh, vice chairman phenomenon you know you uh, and that's the same as we mentioned with the ceo before it's very common that uh, a woman gets like the vice role yeah right yeah. like deputy chairman and uh, you know takes par- uh, takes uh, care of like the admin maybe even makes the coffee you know those like really classic stuff yeah uh, and i think it's important to like empower and also say like, hey, you should never do the coffee. I mean, don't do the coffee for like next six months. And those like kind of like concrete stuff. I agree that
1: concrete stuffs are like important because then you can actually see if there's a change as well. Exactly. But sometimes I feel that I get tired of always working for an equal industry. Is there anything that you can say that like drives you to continue to work for it? Oh, I get so
2: pissed. (laughs) I think that's it. You know, when you're in this situation, you feel like you've been treated wrong or like it's because you're a woman or a girl. I think that really like creates some sort of a feeling of, yeah, I should revenge or I should really fight this. Or maybe it's better to be driven by, I don't know, happiness and (laughs) vision. But (laughs) that works for me.
1: But I think you can do it in a happy way. You don't have to do it in anger. Yes, way. of course. Of yeah. course.
2: I would recommend it to do it in a happy way. <laughs> yes, definitely. But Me coming from
0: Brazil, mm. it's also a very very different market. Yeah. So a lot of times women and girls have to prove themselves 3 times better just to get a spot that for guys is just easier. So it's good to know like um that the community of support is growing. Mm. And, um, that Uber takes
2: such a nice
0: initiative to protect their own women against like
2: I think so, and that is also like a question of competition in the long term I mean, it's not like. Because you need to have like different opinions. You need to have a bit of a friction to come up with the best ideas and the best like competition. Otherwise, you will only think the same. And then it's better to use like 10 brains than just if the 10 brains are the same, right? So Exactly. What are the like the biggest uh, differences between Brussels and Sweden in terms of this, do you think? I think in Sweden, it's way more equal,
0: mm-hmm. I would say. Um, even though, like uh, obviously, there's still differences. I think it's not as bad as in Brazil. We're called like a machista. Understand um, me? It's like male dominant. So it's like um, women don't work, and the dads provide. And if you put like a higher pos- uh, the higher the position, the more like a wage difference there is. Yeah. So it's like still. Like, that's the problem, I guess, about third world countries. But we'll get there. Like, Yeah, we need to. Yes, definitely.
1: You come from a background where your mother is very, like, she does yeah. the business, right? Yeah, in my house, that- we're
0: so different. It's my mom supports and my dad takes care of the kids. <laughs>
2: Had that helped you?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like uh, my mom is like the girl boss, I would say. And my dad always supported her. It's good to grow up with... Such a strong uh, female figure telling me, like, hey, you can do anything. And I think it's important. And I feel like here in Sweden, girls have a lot of power. Me in Brazil, I felt my mom gave me that power. And I hear, like, with you two and a lot of girls here have way more the urge to fight for this than there, I think.
1: Because all these initiatives, like uh, Women of Uber, I think that's good because that makes you want to fight even more because you're kind of encouraged by the company to do exactly. that and yeah. I wish that more companies would actually encourage people to do that kind of things I want to talk about the what can the male people within the industry do because we female do so many things and I feel like as we spoke about earlier the concrete things actually make a difference so do you have any advice for our male listeners That will go into
2: the tech industry, what they can do. That is so important, I think, because we need to fight this together. It's not like a fight against each other, but, I mean, equality is something that, like, is a win-win, really. Uh, So I think there's a couple of things you can do as, like, a guy. I think first... if you're, like, a manager or, like, responsible for, like, recruiting or anything like that, I think you really should set up, like, lists and, like, clear specifications and really challenge yourself in terms of uh, what kind of candidates you talk to or so. Because it's so, like, natural otherwise to just go with the people that are like you are. And if you are a white man, then it would probably be that kind of candidate. So I think you should really, like, Look again. And if uh, you ask a woman and she says no, because I hear that a lot, yeah, she, she declined, then you should ask again. See it as like a normal KPI. I mean, you wouldn't just let it go, right? So I think that is like the first thing. The second, I think, is if you are in a meeting... Think about if you have, like, one hour meeting and if you are, like, four people, then you should have, like, a quarter of an hour each, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you're, like, have a similar position and, I mean, uh, as many, like, points on the agenda. If the woman around the table is being quiet, like, ask her, what do you think or do you want to present? Because it's so often that you listen to, like, this male people telling stories and anecdotes and just going on and on and on and if you like go to your like next party or meeting just try to think have you ever seen a woman do that you know those like never-ending anecdotes (laughs) do you see what i'm saying yeah Yeah. it's like (laughs) why do you do that (laughs) so i mean Uh, It's not about like not talking yourself, but really try to open your eyes for like the structures and really try to see if you can do something about it. And I think like the third thing would be to, if you are like a more senior person, like take a woman as like your adapt or if you are a younger guy pick like a woman as your mentor because I think that like cross-functional or cross-gender like experiences in work is also very important because we're talking about that we have a lot of like female role models I think it's important for guys also to have that right we could start with that but (laughs) there's a lot of things to do.
1: I totally agree with especially as in a meeting if to think about the structure and how is this meeting actually going and also because there are so many great ideas probably around the table so if you don't pick up on the rest of everyone's ideas then you'll lose something in it and I think it's good as a senior if you have a senior position or holding the meeting or something to have some kind of structure in how we talk how we communicate how do we structure this meeting so it's not The loudest one that gets to speak the most. Exactly. Because often the ones that doesn't speak have super good ideas as well. Um, That is so important. So I think that's a very good advice to have some kind of structure on how to do it or some way of encouraging everyone to speak.
0: Yeah, we see that on our daily lives. If you have a stronger voice, you're more heard. Exactly. And sometimes you need to be different. So And you need to respect that people that with. Lower voices can have such great ideas, like you said, Ebba. And I think it's really interesting also what you said about the 10 brains, (laughs) because, like, uh, even though we're reaching for equality, men and women have different ways of seeing the world. And the best way is like the equal one and the combination of both. So, like, I feel like the companies that have women in leadership they take a completely different approach and more open-minded and than a traditional one with only guys. So I think it's really good to have both mindsets always for everything and space for everyone, I
2: guess. So important. And also, like, one last thing, and that would be to, like, the guys, to give compliments to, like, those really hardcore stuff and skip the comments about, like... Um, how nice you are or nice hair or you know those kind of just skip it and like on profile pictures on Facebook just skip it <laughs> like the post about the new job opportunity or something like that instead I think because incentives really matters and I've always said that to
1: like explain that to my boyfriend just a few days ago that my entire life I always appreciate it more when somebody says that I'm smart or Good at something or intelligent. I'm like all these comments about like you look like this or that. I don't even want to hear it anymore because I want people to see the, my skills instead. Exactly. And so I also want to encourage guys to give more compliments that are regarding knowledge or skills or something else than appearance. But yeah. I think that the Me Too movement has been very important as well. It feels weird to not mention it when
0: we're talking no, we about to. this
1: topic. We have to. Uh, I think that was an eye opener, really, for a lot of guys. And yeah. have you seen anything regarding like the tech industry?
2: I saw that break it that there's like uh, women in tech uh, in Sweden uh, article where they were like telling about their experiences. It was very strong. And I think it's cool because this movement hopefully will, because it it started, like, in the media and, uh, I mean, Hollywood, and hopefully will move to, like, different sectors all, like, around. I mean, schools, uh, public sector, I mean, everything. Because it's so cool when every single woman, like, raises up and, like, speaks up. Uh, That power is so strong. And I think what happened now is that I think, many women realized how strong it is uh, because sometimes you can feel alone before and like yeah maybe it, w- it won't happen anything anyway i wouldn't make a change but now we really got each other's back and Definitely. that's so cool and sometimes we think
0: it's like a simple thing so we let it go and i feel like with this movement we realize how many little things are going on and how it's not okay even if it's little or if it's big it's not good so i think this movement opened eyes and made every woman more brave to share their story and what they're not comfortable with and make guys realize that that small thing they do actually has a big proportion
2: i mean it doesn't have to be this like major stuff but those like everyday comments or you know behavior that uh, you just as a woman you just try to you know, like, word or you walk away or you try to explain that? or try to, like, um, make the situation not super uncomfortable. But I think now we are really, like, uh, encouraged to do the opposite. And i actually going to try one thing for, like, a month uh, to, like, because it can be re- really inconvenient to, like, say stop and say no, um, which I think we should. But uh, I'm going to just say me too. So, like, when a thing like that happen. If it's, like, a bad comment, like, me too because you know they know what that means and they would it's it's happened like two or three times since i started and it's they like really take one step back when they hear that um so
0: we were very curious about the future of uber how is like
2: self-driving cars going what are your plans i mean it's so cool because uber started like seven years ago it is now. And it's like, I, I don't know if we're still a startup, but I mean, we say that we're the biggest like startup in the world. As I said, like over 600 cities, like 80 countries. Uh, nice. It's just crazy growth. As I mentioned, that was not like what attracted me to Uber, but the like actual vision about more people into fewer cars. Uh, and when we look at the future, we're uh, actually seeing that like the future of urban mobility that is like three pillars, I would say. Uh, first is automated, as you said, self-driving. Second, it's electric. And third is shared. Uh, because And the shared part is super important because we have in Sweden only like 4.7 million cars. That is crazy because that is like half a car per person, including like infants. (laughs) So that's a lot of cars. It's like almost 5 million cars. And the crazy part is that they stand still 95% of the time. So they are just standing there, you know, in a garage or in a parking lot. They're just standing there. And while they are driven, I mean, the 5% of the time, there's like only one person in the car most of the time. So we have, like, 5 million cars standing still 95% of the time with, like, only people driving while they drive for the 5%. So uh, if we could make sure to get, like, more people into fewer cars, that would make that we have, like, I don't know, parks instead of parking lots. You know, just imagine Stockholm. I know it's just crazy with all the space car take. And it's actually a really fun video you should watch, uh, uh, which we made in Singapore, where we had this... Like um, people walking around the street wearing this like will pop uh, car and they just hit each other and they fight it about the parking lots and everything and then make it just so silly because that really is how we behave. Uh, So I think especially moving to the self-driving, they will be, you know... uh, They will be good, but they won't be as efficient and as good as they can be if we don't cut down the number of cars. So therefore, we need to make sure that we share them, especially since they will probably be quite expensive in the beginning. Uh, So what we have, which is so cool, we don't have it in Sweden yet, but we have it in the biggest cities. Uh, It's Uber Pool. Have you tried it? No, I haven't tried it, but I've seen it. Yeah. Like I've read about it. we have in Sao Paulo you have in Sao Paulo yes and Sao Paulo uh, for the record is like one of the biggest Uber cities it's crazy but it's so cheap there (laughs) it's so worth it I know it's so cheap Uh, but pool is basically just uh, just to recap is when you are like two people you don't know each other but you're going around like the same way for example You and I were going to Enkö, and then you're going to maybe, I don't know, Kungsträdgården after that. Then they match us, so we use the same car. So the car, it doesn't have to be two cars going the same way, but instead it's only one car. And think about when, like, the technology can be so good that the car is always full. Because you always have a passenger uh, jumping off uh, and uh, picking up a new guy. And that also, you know, gets down the prices, And also up the earnings for the drivers, having like uh, four people paying for the car instead of like one. I'm super excited about that vision. And I mean, of course, we have, you know, you've seen the videos about like flying cars and our cooperation with NASA. And I mean, that is also really cool. But what I'm super passionate about since coming from politics is actually how we can like, change the everyday life of people, making like mobility so more affordable, uh, serving bigger parts of the cities. Uh, we can see that the absolute, like I think it's like 40% of all trips, they start or end near to like a subway station or a metro station or like a bus station, uh, which means that people are maybe not taking the Uber from the city center and home but rather taking maybe the train and then take an Uber the last kilometer. So that makes like that the uh, public transit can also cover a bigger part of the cities, which also makes you don't have to buy your own car. And it's very cool. We studied the program at Hyper Island, which is called
1: Digital Data Strategists. So mm-hmm. it's a lot about data and it sounds like it's very efficient use of data if you can actually see if people are going to the same places, exactly, and I'm the future looks bright in terms of like the environment for with cars and everything.
2: Yes, and, and that that's is also so cool. Very good. Uh, we have one thing speaking about data. We have a tool called Uber Movement, which actually is like a website or a program. You can look at it, Uber Movement, and you can just search on Google, uh, where you could like see cities, uh, a map of cities, and see like where there's congestion and you can put like a pin on different uh, places and see how long the ETA is uh, in different times of the day. And that tool could help the traffic like office in Stockholm where they're thinking about like, hmm, should we build for för b Stockholm or not? Because they can actually see exactly how people are moving within the city using the data. I think that in New Jersey, uh, which is like close to New York, there's a lot of people taking the car back and forth. So I think we partnered actually with New Jersey City so that they instead of building like a new big parking lot for those who were taking the train, we instead paid for like the Ubers. Uh, So that is also kind of cool how we could work together with cities. Uh, Last um, December, last year, we had a cooperation with the uh, uh, app Welcome. Do you know about it? Yeah. It is it is a Swedish app uh, where you can meet like new Swedes, like refugees or like uh, migrants uh, and just team up with locals, you know, for like I don't know, have dinner, watch a movie, just uh, take a coffee. Uh, which is a really cool app. You should sign up on that. That's a, it's really cool to way to meet like new people from different parts of the world. But we actually did it uh, with the app, uh, the, the Uber app and the car. So we had a Uh, a new Swede sitting in the car and then you ordered the car and uh, you had uh, the driver and the new Swede in the car uh, having a conversation like during your trip and then like bye bye Uh, you could also just uh, say uh, hi do you want to stop for a coffee and then you could just take a coffee with that so that was like I don't know integration on the go or something nice that's very cool it was a really cool thing we
0: are running a little bit out of time But I have a question actually for you before we start wrapping up. Do you have any advice for anyone that wants
2: to enter Uber and be a part of this company? It is a great workplace. I mean, if you're interested, uh, send me an email. Uh, It's bodil at uber.com. We don't have much bodils at Uber yet. (laughs) You might be the second one if you're listening. But I would say be a nerd, Make sure to like study, to know that it's a good match, that you're passionate about the service. Uh, make sure to have a really like good education, uh, get good experience. Be positive like positive and proactive. I think that is a really good thing to be.
1: Um, before we end this interview, since we started with a check-in, we would like to do a check-out. Hmm. So we can maybe describe in one word how we're feeling right now. Super pumped. Oh, Nice. I feel very inspired. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I feel empowered, actually, because I feel like there are so many strong women in this room and the
0: future is bright. Thank you, Budil, for being here with us today. This was great. And we would like to thank Beppo Studios again for making this recording possible. And remember to follow Hypertalks on Instagram, Facebook and your podcast app.
1: Thank you. Bye. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Bye.